This is a Coastal Community Church podcast. This message is taught by Pastor TJ McCormick in our series, Too Many Shades of Grey. For more information about Coastal Community Church, please visit coastalcommunity.tv. Good morning. How y'all doing this morning? Well, welcome to, to Coastal. My name is TJ. I'm one of the pastors here. We're glad that you're, you're joining us here with us as we're beginning a brand new series today called Too Many Shades of Grey. I don't know if you guys have seen, uh, there's a book out called Too Many Shades of Grey. It's been on the like, New York Times, uh, or actually it's Fifty Shades of Grey. And when we were thinking about that, we were thinking about, man, there's really a lot of shades of gray in life, isn't there? There's a lot of things that are out there that, that are kind of shady that we don't really have the answers to, that we don't really know exactly what is truth, what is not, uh, what is right, what's wrong. And so we thought we would, just, we would just dive in and talk about some of those things as a church. We thought it, it's good for us to be, uh, know what's happening because I think a lot of us in life, we live uh in these areas that are great, you know, where, where maybe it's okay, maybe it's not, we don't really know, and, and we question it. And, and for a lot of us, uh, a lot of us actually live in kind of more of like the darker shade of gray, where it's almost black, where we know it's wrong, but we're, we're kind of straddling that line of, is this too much? Is this excess? Is this above and beyond? And so we just want to dive in and talk about some of those things and, and look at some of those things. And really, I believe that God is going to do some incredible things in our lives throughout this series. I believe that God is going to really really um, talk to us about some things that are maybe some secret things that are in our life that have been hidden, that have been taking place that, you know, if, if other people were to find out, it would be like, oh man, I shouldn't be doing that. But because nobody else knows, and it's just me, we can justify those things that are happening in our lives because it's so easy to continue them when, when there's nobody that's looking around. And, and I know what this is like. You know, I grew up in a, in a pretty interesting home life. Um, you know, I come from a, a broken family, and when I grew, when I was growing up, my parents owned bars and uh, restaurants. And I don't know if you've you've been in the bar or restaurant industry, but it's a it's a pretty shady industry in a, in a lot of respects. There's a lot of things that go on behind the scenes that nobody really knows about. And so, growing up in that household, I was exposed to a lot of things. You know, I can remember as a five or a six year old watching my parents. Uh, snort cocaine and uh and doing all kinds of things and you know and it was always a secret thing it was always a thing behind closed doors and and so I grew up in a, in a family that was uh full of alcoholics and and full of partying and that was the lifestyle that I grew up around and and lo and behold as I started to age um I started to adapt a lot of those same lifestyles on the on the inside those things were going on but on the outside I was putting on this front Anybody ever out there ever, ever fronted anything, you know, where you're putting it on, you're making it, you look good on the outside. I mean, you can clean up nice, like you can put on the shirt and the tie, some nice jeans, and man, you look like a fly guy or a fly lady. And, but on the inside, you know that everything is a wreck. And, and that was what was happening in my life. And, you know, I put on this front that my parents saw me as like, man, I was this good kid who always did what was right. I would never lie to them. I just wouldn't tell them the complete truth. You know, anybody ever, ever lived that way? And if you're a parent or you're a teenager, you probably don't want to raise your hand right now, even though you need to. But, you know, we would, I would, I would kind of, I would live this way where my parents thought it was one way. But the reality with it was going on is, is I was falling into some of the same habits that they had dealt with most of their life. And, and I found myself as a 16, 17. 18, 19 year old, just like consumed with alcohol and, uh, and throwing parties. And, and before long, um, you know, not that it was an everyday thing, but it was this area of my life that, that just got out of control. Um, where I thought that, man, I could handle a drink, I could handle two drinks. What would end up happening is I would need 37 drinks. And, uh, 
And, and it was a slow process, but lo and behold, before long, I was living like this double life. I, I, on one side, I was this student. I was this good kid, you know, the, the, this athlete. On the flip side, I was this guy that was completely addicted to, to alcohol. In fact, I, I can remember going uh, and stopping by people's houses, and when they were in their room or whatever, going through their alcohol cabinets and stealing stuff out of their, out of their alcohol cabinets. In fact, I, I hate to admit this, I even stole alcohol from my grandparents, and uh, that's, that's pretty bad. I was, I was such an addict that I, I couldn't get away from it. And, and, but on the outside, everything looked good, you know? And, and it, was this, it was this shady area of life where, where I wasn't really sure, you know, is this right, is this wrong, you know? Is it got too much on me? And I think for a lot of us, a lot of us are living that way where we're, we're not really too sure if we've gone beyond, if we've gone too far into the darkness, or if we got into that place of too much gray. But we're sitting in this place and we're saying, you know what, I don't know if this has got a handle on me or I've got a handle on it, but it's, it's getting a little bit out of control. And for, for some of us, we're probably experiencing some things right now in our lives because we know that right now there's some, there's some shady areas of our life. There's some areas that if, if they were to be exposed to everybody else, if everybody else were to find out what was happening, it would be like, oh man, I don't want anybody to see that. I don't want anybody to know about that thing because it's cool when it's hidden. It's okay, we can justify it, but as soon as it becomes public or it, becomes, it comes out into the light, all of a sudden it's a game changer for us. You know, they, they say uh, confession is good for the soul, but bad for the reputation. I think for a lot of us here today, God wants to do something for our soul. Then in the reality, confession isn't bad for the reputation. It's just confirming what everybody's been suspecting anyways. Because when we've got some issues in our life, when we've got some, some shades of gray, man, it comes out in every single aspect of our life. Man, it comes out in every single area. And I don't know about you, but I believe that the Spirit of God today is going to be dealing with some things in your heart. Maybe that there are some areas that have been pretty shady in your life. Maybe there's some areas of your life that you've had some secrets going on that you've been trying to hold back, that you've been trying to keep out of the light. And I believe that today God is going to want to expose those things to light. And really the theme kind of for this series is comes out of a verse in Proverbs 28, 13. And it says this, he who conceals his sins does not prosper, but whoever confesses and renounces them finds mercy. And this is, this is kind of what I want to do, man. If we don't embrace the uncomfortable in our life, we will find ourselves being unfaithful in life. And today, I'll, I, I, you know, and throughout the series, man, we're, it's just going to be uncomfortable. I'm just letting you know that right now. It's going to be uncomfortable. You know, so if you're squirming in your chair, if you're feeling a little uneasy, or you're like, oh, I don't know if we should talk about that, we're going to talk about it. Okay? Uh, like, it's, it's the chains are coming off. The, the glasses are, we're exposing you, everything. We're going to put it out there, and we're just going to talk about it. We're just going to be real, because I think that there's some things that we need to deal with as individuals that are going to really do some amazing things in our lives. And, and this is the thing, is that in, in here we're going to discover two things primarily about this. And that's number one, is that we need to confess to God and receive forgiveness. We need to confess to God and receive forgiveness. And, and this is so powerful because I believe that a lot of us in here, we need to experience true forgiveness. We need to really experience the forgiveness that God brings to us. And in 1 John 1, 9 says this, if we confess our sins, he, meaning God, is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. 
This is what God does. When we go to him and we say, hey, man, this is, this is an area that, man, I've been struggling with, that I've been dealing with, man. He comes in there and he says, man, I'm going to wipe that thing clean. I'm going I'm to clean that area up and, and it's going to be no more. It's in my mind, in my mindset, I'm not even going to see it anymore. In fact, he says our sin is from, as far as the east is from the west. That's how God does that. He wipes us clean. He purifies us on the inside. And I believe that a lot of us here, we've had that. We've become perfectly clean on the inside. But some of us are still experiencing this stronghold that's in our life, these things that are in our life. Like, man, we've gone and we've confessed to God and we feel like, man, I've gotten forgiveness. But there's a second part to confession that most people don't ever like to really go and take. And it's a step that, that nobody really likes to embrace. And, and, this is, and that's this, is we gotta confess to God's people and receive healing. It's easy to confess to God because nobody else has to know. It's like between you and God, it's a personal thing. And, and everybody says, you know, my relationship with God is a personal thing. No, your relationship with God is a public thing. Everybody is looking at your relationship and, and viewing it from a public perspective, you know? And, and so we gotta understand that, that, man, God forgives us, but if we wanna have healing, if we wanna break free from some of these gray areas that have strongholded us, that have grabbed a hold of us, that have gotten us wrapped up in things, that we gotta go beyond just God because that's what God says to do. And I don't know about you, but I, I'm, I'm very much about what God says. If God says to do it, that's the thing I need to do. And he says that if we want to truly experience healing in our life, and I believe that for every single one of us here today, God wants to get you free. He wants to break the chains that have been holding you back. He wants to tear down the walls that you have built up so that you don't have to live paralyzed anymore. You don't have to live confined anymore by, by what you've built around your life, but you can live in the freedom that he wants you to have. But it only comes through confession. That's why James 5, 16 says this, therefore confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. So that you may be healed. And here's the thing, it's finding the appropriate people to talk to. It's finding the right people to talk to. And when you start talking to them, you know what happens? You find healing. You know, for a lot of us, the things that are going on in our lives, the greatest healing comes, you know, when people say this all the time to me, when they'll come in in my office, they'll be like, Pastor, I need to talk to you. Can we, just, can we just meet for five minutes? Can we just meet for 10 minutes? And sure, come on in. And they just come in and they, they spill their guts and they go, man, that feels so good to get it off my chest. And all of a sudden they started experiencing this freedom because this thing that was in their life all of a sudden gets exposed to the light. And I believe that today God wants to talk to us uh, about some areas of our lives. God wants us to, to go deeper in our relationships. God wants us to do some things. It's one of the reasons why we encourage you to get connected in connect groups, do life with some people. Maybe you don't have any relationships right now where you can go and talk to somebody. There's a great place to start. There's a great place to connect with some other people that are pursuing a relationship with God just like you are, where you'll be able to find it and relate to and say, you know what, I'm going through some of those same things and you can help spur each other on towards love and good deeds is what the Bible tells us. But today I, I wanna talk to you uh, uh, about a specific thing. And I wanna talk about this whole idea of addictions. And uh, it's the stuff that we continue to do over and over again that we just can't seem to stop. And let me just say this, addictions aren't just negative things. It's not just like drugs and it's not just like alcohol or it's not just like gambling. An addiction could be work. An addiction could be, uh, you know, you could be addicted to, to sports. There's lots of things that we could be addicted to. Anything that becomes our ultimate can become that addiction and become the thing that replaces God in our life. 
And I believe that today, some of us, we've gotten into this cycle. We've gotten into this place where, man, we just got all kinds of junk going on. And, and, and listen, you're not the first person to deal with it, neither am I. In fact, the apostle Paul talks about this very thing. He talks about, man, how he was struggling in a particular area, just like a lot of us struggle. In fact, in, in Romans 7, 21 through 24, he says this, So I find this law at work. When I want to do good, evil is right there with me. Anybody else feel that way? Like every time I want to go do some good, like it seems like there is something else that's coming up, in, up inside of me that wants to do the exact opposite. Yeah. Somebody just said preach. Yeah. Because we all experience that. We all do. I mean, no matter how much right I want to do, wrong is always creeping up and in there. Always. And he says, for my inner being, I delight in God's law. Man, I want to do what's right. Man, I, I love God and I love his law and, I, and I'm all about that. And he says, but I see another law at work in the members of my body, waging war against the law of my mind and making me a prisoner of the law of sin at work within my members. What a wretched man am I. And see, what happens is, is there's this internal battle going on. There's, there's like these two dogs that are battling in our lives, and whichever one we feed is going to win it. And what happens for a lot of us is we've been feeding the wrong dog, and what happens is, is there's a cycle of destruction that starts to take place in our life. And it starts like this. It becomes part of your identity. Whatever the thing is, whatever that ad addiction is, it becomes part of your identity. That's why some of you guys identify yourself as, oh man, I'm a smoker or, or I'm a gambler or, or for me, I was an alcoholic. And, and we would identify ourselves with the addiction that we have. For some of you, it's that you're, you're a player. For some of you, it's you're a womanizer or you know, you're a man eater. Hey, listen, it comes in all shapes and forms and sizes. You know, and we, what happens is we start identifying ourselves with that thing. And, and we start to, to adhere to this label. And it's exactly what the enemy wants to do in our lives. He wants us to become not a child of God, but a label of something that he's created. And so he starts to say, man, buy into this. And what happens is, is the next cycle happens is when we try to quit, a lot of times we fail. And when we fail, we start to become increasingly hopeless in life. Because how many of you guys know when you're dealing with something, I knew when I was dealing with alcohol, I'd be like, man, I'm gonna quit. And I would go like maybe five or six days and then all of a sudden it would be like JD, Jack Daniels would be calling my name. DJ, what's up? Come visit me. Come, come wallow in your sorrows. And I, I would fail and then I'd be like, man, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do better. And I would, I'd do it two or three times and all of a sudden I'd become hopeless because I'd be like, I can't beat this. I can't get beyond this. I can't do this. And, and all of a sudden it becomes, I'm just a loser. And some of you guys, you're feeling like that right now. You're dealing with some things in your life and you just, it's become part of your identity. And all of a sudden you're, you're just feeling like a loser because you can't seem to break free from it. And then what happens because we can't break free of it, any threat that, that comes to that addiction becomes a threat to you. So what'll happen is you'll have people in your lives that care about you and, and know you and they'll start to see some patterns in your life that aren't going too well. And they'll start to say like, hey, I think you might have a problem. And when they say that, they're, they're talking to that thing. And so all of a sudden you get really defensive. You start lashing out, man, I don't, I don't got a problem. Man, I can quit anytime I want. I can quit tomorrow, but you never do. And for a lot of us, man, we're just, we're, it's, it's welling up within us. And before long, we begin to lose our life. 
We begin to lose our life. That label becomes who we are, and our life is no longer our own. Our life is revolving around that addiction. And this is exactly what Satan wants to do. It's why he said in John 10, 10, I come to steal, kill, and destroy. That's what the, the enemy comes to do. He wants to steal, kill, and destroy. He wants to do that in your life. And you start to see that happen. You begin to lose your life. You begin to lose your identity. You become to lose who you are and where you're going in life based on that thing. And eventually, you ease the pain by getting your fix, getting your next fix. Because you can never overcome. It's all about easing the pain by getting the next fix. And every time life squeezes you, you don't run to God. You run to that thing to ease your pain. And I don't care what that thing is. It could be food. It could be sex. It could be, it could be another person. It could be, it could be going and, and indulging yourself in sports. I know people that, that go to the gym. That's, how they, that's, that's their addiction. Man, and they just, they just separate themselves from life and they just run towards that thing and they just work themselves into a frenzy because it's the one place where, where they can find that thing. And what happens is that thing starts to master you. That thing starts to control every aspect of your life. And my question for you today is, is this, is what has mastered you? What's the thing in your life? What's the shady area of your life that has mastered you today? What's the thing that's got a hold of you? It could be food. It could be drugs. It could be, it could be cigarettes. It could be, uh, it could be alcohol. It could be lust. It could be the internet. It could be gambling, you know. Coconut Creek Casinos right here. For some of you, maybe it's, maybe it's going hunting. What is the thing that is, has mastered you? And I know some of you guys are thinking, man, there, is, there isn't anything here that's mastered me. Man, I'm, I'm the master of my universe. I'm the master of my world. Well, let me just ask you some questions and, and be real honest with yourself. You know, and you'll find out if some things have mastered you. Do your family or your friends say you have a problem? Do you continue even though you're hurting other people doing that thing? Do you arrange your schedule around whatever that may be? Can you go one week without it? Can you go two? Is it leading you to places of life where you're isolated? Are you trying to keep it a secret? And let me just tell you something. If you, if you answered yes to one or two of those things, you're on your way to being mastered. If you answered three or more, there's a good chance it's, you're completely mastered by it. It is ruling and reigning in your life. And here's what, what Paul would encourage us to do. The same guy that said, man, I struggle with this is what he says. He says, therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body so that you obey its evil desires. Do not offer the parts of your body to sin as instruments of wickedness, but rather offer yourselves to God, for sin shall not be your master. He says, man, don't let sin reign. He says, listen, there's a decision that you and I get to make. We can allow God to reign in our life, or we can allow another thing to master and rule and reign in our life. It's our choice. You have a choice in this. It isn't something that just automatically controls you and owns you and, and dictates everything that you're doing. You have a decision in this process. And I believe that today, God wants you to break free. You can choose who wants to be your master. And if you wanna choose to break free from some of the strongholds, from some of the shady areas, from some of the gray areas of your life, there's, there's three things that we can do. Number one is we can can the excuses. 
We can can the excuses in life. And, and, and that's where we say, you know it, no more, this is it. There's no more ifs, ands, and buts. This is something I'm gonna do. It's something I'm gonna change. I'm gonna do it today. I'm gonna do it now. I'm not gonna wait another minute. I'm not gonna wait another hour. I'm not gonna wait another day. I'm gonna do it right this instant. And I'm gonna change the game. And let me just tell you something, God is inviting you to do that today. In fact, there's a story in the Bible where Jesus is, is throwing a banquet. He tells a story about a guy who's throwing a banquet, this incredible banquet. And he says, listen, I want you to go and invite everybody to experience this banquet, to experience this, this different way of life. And so what happens is, is they go out and it says uh, in Luke 14, 18 through 20, it says, but they all, but they all alike began to make excuses. The first said, I have just bought a field and I must go and see it. Please excuse me. Another said, I have just bought five yoke of oxen and I'm on my way to try them out. Please excuse me. And still another said, I just got married so I can't come. Listen, in your life, when you're looking at the gray areas of your life, there's always gonna be buts about it. There's always gonna be buts. But let me just tell you something. God is inviting you to experience a life different than you've ever experienced. He's put an invitation out there saying, hey, listen, you can have life and you can have it more abundantly. You can have this great life, but it's up to you to choose to come. And some of you guys, you've been saying, well, I've, I've been trying or, or I, I, I did that once and it just, it just didn't work out. And, and, and you've just come up with more and more excuses. And just like last week that we talked about, we got we to gotta look and, and, and God doesn't say you can't or you're not able to. He says in Philippians 14, 413, you can do all things. You can do everything. Listen, there is no limitations on God's ability in your life. And some of you guys, you need to stop giving the excuses and start trusting that your God can break you free because we serve a powerful God with power that's bigger than any struggle or stronghold that's in your life that wants to break you free today and conquer your addictions. But you gotta can the excuses. You gotta can the excuses and then you gotta cut the ties. You gotta cut the ties to those things. First Corinthians 15, 33 and 34 says this, do not be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. Come back to, to what your senses as you ought to. Stop sinning. Let me just ask you a question today. What or who is corrupting you? What's corrupting you? Who's corrupting you today? What are the things that are causing you to continue to go back to that thing that, that's shady that you know that shouldn't be there in your life that you continue to go back to? It could be the internet. It could be some friends. It could be that buffet line. It could be a lot of different things. I can remember when I gave my life to Christ and, and you know, I was dealing with with alcohol and parties and all this stuff, I remember it's very clear to me the thing that I had to give up is, is I was dating a girl at the time and it, it was like almost as if God said like, you need to get away from that girl and you need to get away from those guys. And I remember two days later calling this girl up and it should never break up with a girl over the phone, but I did it anyways. And I said, man, it's over. And, uh, and I called up my friends and I said, man, we're not doing that. I'm not doing this anymore. And you know, people, people said all kinds of things about me. You know what happened that day though? I cut the ties. I cut the ties that day. You know what happened that day? Is I never drank another drop of alcohol. Because I started cutting the ties in my life. And if you want to be free, if you want to get out of the gray areas, if you're serious, 
You got to understand that James 4, 7 says, submit yourselves then to God. We got to put ourselves in God's perspective. And it says, resist the devil and he will flee from you. And see what happens when we start cutting the ties with people, we start cutting the ties with things, you know what's happening? We're resisting the devil. You know what happens to those addictions when you start resisting them? They start to become less and less addicting. You know what happens over time? They're not even a problem for you anymore. Because you started resisting and started fleeing. And for some of you guys today, it's going to be, you're going to need to cut some relationships. You're going to need to cut some friendships. You're going to need to cut some, some uh, things that you're doing currently. Maybe you need to go home and cut your internet off so you're not dealing with pornography anymore. Maybe you need to, maybe you need to stop hanging out at World of Beer with your friends because you have a drinking problem. Maybe for some of y'all, you need to just stop smoking weed. I don't know what it is. But we need to cut the ties. And when we cut the ties, then we have to fill the void. We gotta fill the void that's in our lives with something. You gotta replace that old love with a new love. We gotta replace it with something. And let me just tell you something. There's only one thing that can fill that void that's in your life. And it's Jesus. It's Jesus. That's why Ephesians, it says this, do not get drunk on, in Ephesians it says wine, but I want you to fill in whatever your blank is. Do not get drunk on what? Do not get consumed with what? Do not get overwhelmed with what? What is it for you? It says, which leads to debauchery. That's where it's an extreme indulgence of your sensuality. What is the thing that's in, indulging your sensuality today? What's the thing that's got you gripped and it says, instead, be filled with the Spirit of God. And today we need to replace those things. We need to replace the thing that's been filling our lives with the very thing that can, that can truly fill our lives and fill that void. And that's the Spirit and presence of God. And I believe that the Holy Spirit is here today and He's wanting to fill some of you guys up. And I know that some of you guys are saying, man, this is, that's great advice, TJ. That sounds all good and well. In fact, some of you guys are saying, man, I, I've done that. And I'm still struggling. Let me just give you some God advice. Let me give you something a little bit better than good advice. And it's, it's Paul struggling with this thing. And instead of God taking it away, this is what he says. He said, my grace is sufficient for you. Let me tell you something today. No matter where you're at, no matter what you're going through, God's grace is sufficient for you. He's sufficient in your situation. He's sufficient in your addiction. He's sufficient in your relationships. He's sufficient in your workplace. He's sufficient in your home, no matter where you're at. He says, for his power is made perfect in your weakness. God perfects himself in our imperfections. God shows himself strongest at our weakest points. He says, therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weakness so that Christ's power may rest on me. That's why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses. For when I am weak, then I am strong. And here's the whole point of this is that if you try to do all this on your own power, you'll fail. And some of you guys, you've been experiencing that failure. 
see, we need supernatural help. We need a supernatural power. We need to tap into the, the power of God. You know, it's, it's one of the reasons why we talk about a couple things over and over and over again. One of the best ways we can tap into the power of God is God's word. It's this, this book that we read scripture out of every week. You want to know why? Because the Bible tells us that this book is living and active. That means it's alive and it's ready to do something in your life. It's not just for my life. It's not just good that I read it. It's good that you read it. It's one of the reasons why we give you devotionals every, every month so you can, you can read through and you can stay up to date and, and you can get involved in it and you can see what God has to say to you. Because when we tap into this, we tap into the very words that God wants to speak to your life. But we got to get in there and we got to read it and we got to we got to comprehend it and we got to we got to understand it. And if you don't, you know what? You start grabbing bits and pieces that you do understand. If you don't get it all, grab something, grab a scripture, and say, "I'm gonna memorize this." And when situations arise, man, I'm gonna I'm gonna run at it. You know. You know, when I feel like I'm weak, I'm going to say, man, when I'm weak, God's strong. I'm going to get that verse and I'm going to say, man, that's 2 Corinthians. Man, I'm going to stand on that. Because that's how Jesus answered every single one of his issues. was with God's word. Another thing that we talk about all the time is, man, you want to tap into the power of God? Pray. Pray. I know it sounds so simplistic. But you know what prayer is? It's humbling yourself and saying, man, I'm not able but you are. And I'm going to submit myself to you. And I'm going to not just talk to you about what's going on, but I'm going to listen to what you have to say. This is the thing. The Bible tells us that if we draw near to God, if we go after God, you know what it says? It says that he shows up. He speaks to us. It might not be in a loud voice. It might not be handwriting on the wall, but it's a still small voice. It'll come in and confirm things. It'll bring peace. It'll bring joy to your situation. It's one of the reasons we encourage you to come to early morning prayer. Wednesday mornings at 6.30, man. Come together, join with other people, pray. See what God does. Then I think probably the most powerful thing that we can do to tap into God's power, and it's the one thing that I hate the most, and that's, that's fasting. Is denying yourself something and seeking God during that time. Saying, Man, God, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to deny myself something that I want to pursue something from you that I can't get by myself. What it does is it weakens our flesh so that our spirit gets strong. Some of you guys, man, you're, your flesh is really strong and your spirit's really weak. You know how you reverse that? You fast. For some of you guys today, man, you're dealing with some things. Dealing with some big things in your life. You're dealing with some things that have been in that gray area for a long time. And I believe that today God's Spirit is exposing them to some light. And we can decide to pull those things back and say, oh man, I'm going to keep them in the gray areas of life. I'm going to keep that. Or today we can confess to God and receive this forgiveness and this grace and this mercy. And then we can talk to somebody about it and get free and get healed of our situation.
here's the deal. The choice is ours. The choice is yours. The choice is mine. What's your choice? Let's pray. This is a Coastal Community Church podcast. For more information about Coastal Community Church, please visit coastalcommunity.tv. Thank you.